hey, this is Adam Carolla. And whenever I'm in Seattle, oh, wait a minute, that was f***ing dumb. I don't have to be in Seattle. I, all i got to do is have a computer. Right? Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, Dave and Chet, god damn it, this has not worked out. Sorry. Previously on the Dave and Steve show. Oregon, uh, Oregon is a is a mishmash of things where they would be like, hey, years ago, they're like, hey, assisted suicide. You should know when it's right for you to end your life. But there's no way we'll, we'll let you pump your own gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve is starting to find a real voice and a real storytelling voice to this. And yes. so I, I likened it. Uh, my wife said, describe the podcast to me. And I said, imagine a much less evil Bill Cosby. A great, great, <laughs> great storytelling, but none of the drugging aspect that came along, as, to, at least to my knowledge. I've known you for a long time, Steve. I've never known you to be a drugger. Yeah, so. 50% less picture pages. I, I disagree. What I, I want, and I've said, it's in my, uh, it's in my will. I want a Viking funeral. <laughs> And so I, I want, <laughs> which is, I, which is going to be something special after, cause you, they're going to have the Viking funeral and they're going to have to talk about how you died in the sports car with the supermodels at the Viking funeral. So it's going to get really weird if it goes wrong. I'm like, well, I, I don't, I don't know how to fix this. So it's your switch. I think you probably need a three way or, um, it's a special, uh, multi-mode switch that you need to put in. I, I, I had the same problem with I, my I love fan. you, but they worked for several months before this started happening. So well, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> now, why yeah. we've yeah. been working together, and I roll yeah. my eyes at all the stupid crap you say in meetings. No, not all those times, but all the other times, I'm a rock star. Just I, not here. I really not hope you, you. I hope you carried all this sarcastic hostility into the interview, because if you did, I'm sure it went well. Yeah, you're a douchebag, and you'll be my boss. So I think uh, I think uh, I'm gonna spend the rest of this interview answering all your questions in broken Spanish. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there definitely is a more farm-to-table connection, and uh, I mean, and it's why I've said still that for day, uh, cocaine is really the only vegetable yep. I, I enjoy. Hundred percent. But he's got a party hat on. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't and know. I, I want, want it to be a thing where they push on your belly and it does the. <laughs> And you've yeah. got one of those chickens up your butthole. Show number 76 of the Dave and Steve show. I am Dave sitting right alongside me. A mere 27 miles away is Steve. It's a beautiful night for podcasting. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. You know, chicken references never sound good in retrospect. Mm. Starting things off tonight, we are starting with a massive, major, big, gigantic announcement about an upcoming guest on the Dave and Steve show. Tracy did most of the leg worth, leg worth, leg work on this. It was it was worth at least a leg. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to let him handle the announcement, especially because I'm butchering this right now. So Tracy, take it away. One of the things we're really excited about... Uh, we have many things coming up, but our biggest guest that we've had in a very long time yeah. is uh, the guitar player of yeah. the band Twisted Sister, yeah. J.J. French, has agreed to join us this October on the Dave and Steve show. So one of the things that's quite interesting about uh, J.J. is not only was he the guitar player for um, uh, 
uh, Twisted Sister, but he was the founder of Twisted Sister. And he has become basically an entrepreneur, a manager, and owns all the licensing of Twisted Sister and has basically become a business icon uh, in the, not just a hero of my youth, but a business icon is writing uh, um, articles in business magazines and speaking at business conferences. And he wrote a book called Twisted Business, and it uh, chronicles basically not only just a little bit of the band, but what he has done and what he has learned uh, about his basically his tenacity of his business acumen that he has learned. And it is a fantastic read. I got to say this, though, and Steve, I know you'll back me up on this. Tracy's already given us a laundry list of things we can't ask about, we can't talk about, can't bring up. Hey, the guy played in, in an iconic rock band. Don't ask him about the rock band. You'll you'll embarrass me if you ask him about the band that he played in for 50 years. Like, stay away yeah. from that and just focus on. So, Steve, you you good? You ready for this interview? Because I might sit this one out. Yeah, I I I'm I mean I'm I'm looking for you know information on some of the speeches that he's given. If he is you know into multi level marketing, I I don't know what else <laughs> I'm supposed to ask him about. I I I was dying to ask him about. Um, you know, if he's just a really, you know, good friend of, of Paul Rubens, of course, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where, you know, Twisted Sister makes a, an appearance at the end of that movie. Sure, but also yeah. Twisted Sister is mentioned in Disney's Flight of the Navigator when Sarah Jessica Parker explains that her hair is colored a certain way because she got back from a Twisted Sister concert. But David doesn't know anything about it because he's just a little boy that's been out of time for a long time and doesn't know what Twisted Sister is. And I and the, and Paul Rubens played the ship in Flight of the Navigator. And I'm just wondering if the, if that's the connection. Or and but I but again I'm not allowed to ask that and okay. that's the only thing I've, yeah. been, I've I've wanted to know about that for years. You I, finally, I officially changed my mind. I want you to ask that question now. <laughs> Here's what's so weird is I was about to just say that Tracy has now won me over based on what Steve just said, and I don't think Steve should be a part of the interview. So <laughs> you, you you flipped one of us and you flipped the other one the other way, Steve. You didn't really you didn't really net out there. Hey, how do you get the makeup on your face just right so it looks like your guitar? Right. How do you? <laughs> <laughs> you make it because then you hold the guitar up and it's like, wow, that looks like his face is part of the guitar. I wonder if sure. he can play his face and it sounds like a guitar. JJ, it's funny, but JJ French, his particular look, he didn't have like the total like classic hairband look. He had a very classic rock and roll look with aviator sunglasses and very kind of like modest, close to the head, long hair that I liked and I tried to emulate when I was in high school. He was the 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 benchmark the the template I was trying to get with my particular look for a long time and clearly it worked. I I was very similar. Only mine was David Lee Roth uh, with the assless chaps. I wore those to school. Oh, Steve remembers. Oh. I I mm -hmm. always had the assless chaps on. That was what I liked to do. So with the, yep. with you put the, a lot of makeup on your butt back then. I yeah. remember. Stay, I, I was straight up Rick Astley. Yeah. Like you you'd look at me and I would I would I would be practicing the the little shimmy from side to side. I never got it right, but I worked at it. We have an incredibly packed show tonight. We'll get to JJ later. He's going to be on the show later in October, so keep your ears peeled for that. Let people know he's coming on. Tonight, we have a ginormous show. So we're going to have a blotter coming up in just a moment. We've got a brand new sponsor to the Dave and Steve show. We've got a minute from Tracy, a new minute. He's going to bring us headlines a little bit later, and we're going to finish off the show with a new game from Steve. So this is a packed, there's no way we fit this into an hour. I almost said a packed hour of entertainment. We're going to go over an hour. I can it's a, it's a metric it. hour. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. yeah so so let's uh, let's get on with the show, and I want to talk about one thing real quick, uh, and then I'll get to what you guys did last week. So there's a there's a new there's a thing that's been around for a few years now. It's called Sober October. It is basically an effort to get people to stop drinking at least for a little bit to show that they can do it. And there's some <laughs> there's some way of like raising money for charity that's tied to it. I don't care about charity. But I am taking part in Sober October this year. My wife and I are actually both doing it. And it's literally as easy as it sounds. You just don't drink for the month of October. And so yesterday I posted this photo of myself and I'm on the San Diego Comic-Con panel with Terry Crews. It was a time I got to, to share a panel with him and speak on a game we were making. And it got a lot of response because Terry's on there. He's flexing. He's got his ginormous biceps out. Right. It's, it's a great shot. And so it got a big response. And then today... I went ahead and posted, hey, I'm taking part in Sober October, where you don't drink for the month of October. Who's going to join me? And it was crickets. The only person that responded was Steve, who is, he's, he's as the kids like to call, straight edge. He doesn't drink or do anything like that anyway. And so Steve responded and said, sure, buddy, I'm there for you. I'll do it with you. The point was to try to get people who do normally drink to join up with me. But it does prove that you put a celebrity on your timeline, people go ape shit, and then you put a thing on there saying, hey, you want to stop drinking for 31 days? And everybody's like, nah, may maybe not. How yeah, about, I didn't know how what uh, I didn't know what uh, straight edge was until I had gone to uh, like a meeting of the Juggalos and that there's uh, straight edge Juggalos, which yeah. was, they were great to yeah. hang out with. Yep. That sounds awful. Um, Dave, so how about this? How about you go off the sauce for October and I spend every day of October drunk. I like I just, that. Yeah, I do yeah, like that. I just I I learn how to drink during October and I do it for charity. This is great. Um, or or yeah. we could we I feel like there's got to be a way to tie it into a maybe we do drunk December. That's your counter to my sober October. Merry Merry Christmas everybody. Yeah, right. You you know what? You know what is is JC's birthday? And I'm having a cocktail, That's, and I feel good about it. This, I want this. Just sounds like every holiday of mine. This is you're yeah. just doing me on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Steve, what'd you get up to last week? Uh, you know, I uh, I went, I had an adventure on Saturday night. It's Oktoberfest season, and uh, one of uh, one of my friends. Um, I can say he's a he's a friend of mine, uh, but I I'm actually tighter with his parents. Um, but I want to say this, this kid's a friend of mine now because uh, he is a high school kid that has a band called Cromwell and they're all high school kids. They're buddies that are, they, they're out in gig Harbor. They live next to each other and they put together this cover band, you know, his parents called me and said, Hey, they're playing their first, you know, you know, bar gig out here. They played a couple gigs before, but this is like their first three hour um, you know, fill a rambunctious downtown Seattle bar. Like it's up in Queen Anne. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, it's the Queen Anne beer hall was where they were at. So it's a, it's a nice venue. Um, great sound system. And there's six of them, right? Six high school kids. And I'm like, I don't know what to expect out of this, but I've seen videos of this kid play guitar and he's good. Like he's, is this, he's, it, I'm he's just legit. curious. Is this the kid you played the video for me? Like he was playing eruption or is this a different? Yep. Kid? Okay. That's okay. the kid. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So he's, he's really good. And I'm like, well, if, if the band's, you know, half as good as he is, this is going to be, this is going to be good. This is gonna be okay. And uh, so Wendy and I went down there, the guitar player from my band and his, his family went to, went to watch and we were blown away. 
by what they did. Their song selection was incredible. They played the songs and they like the singers sang really well. Um, you know, multiple people in the band sang, uh, they had a keyboard player. There's six of them, right? So they had, they had two singers and one of them played some guitar and one of them played, um, trumpet, um, uh, a little bit on a couple of songs. It was a great band. I, I really, really enjoyed it and, uh, had a great time seeing this band Cromwell. So if you're out and about, they, they were so good. The, the owners of the place invited them to play. Um, opening night of the Kraken uh, season. So that's oh, wow. literally like two blocks away from uh, from there. They're going to have a huge night. They're going to be great. What what kind of music? You said a cover band. Like what, what style of music? So they played um, th- well, um, they they played a lot. They played a lot of uh, uh, like 90s rock. They played some grunge. They played some straight rock. They played um, they played Footloose. They played a Kenny Loggins song and they, and it sounded okay. great. Right. Um, and they were, they played a, they played a bunch of, you know, crowd f- favorites. And I, I wouldn't say that any of them were, um, were, you know, bombs or, or something that people didn't want to hear. And at the end, you know what they, you know what they, they, they spiked the football with what golden earrings, twilight zone. And I blew, it blew my little mind. It was so great to watch this kid's band. Um, they're really good. I'm excited to um, catch them again some other time. That's what I did last week. Are you managing this band? Nope. Okay. Nope. It, I, I it have kind of sounds a little like uh, Tom Hanks in the wonder. Well, I, was, I, say, I was, hang on. Zero. I wasn't thinking Tom Hanks yet. Steve is the guy in the shitty Winnebago. Yeah, offers them the first that yeah. hands them off in a very nice yeah. camper with with and he's giving he's feeding this chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, I I don't. It was just fun. it was it was really a delight. Uh, honestly, I haven't been out much, but uh, it um it was a delight to go out and see um a a, a crowd and, and the crowd was crazy after every song. Have really, have really them great. learn that thing you do. Uh, offer that up to him as a suggestion. I will. I will. I'll okay. throw that out there, and they can do it. They have the range. It's great. Uh, Tracy, would you get up to? Well, I have exciting. Hang news on a second, them. Wade. I'm sorry to interrupt, and I'm going to let you get to it. But what is the cry for attention tonight? You're what? taking for those of you who don't know. Tracy has a Fu Manchu that hangs down to just below his chest, basically, right. and he has split it in two right up the middle. And he's tucked a side of each under his microphone or under his headphones, so that it looks great. It It looks looks like he has a proper beard because the the way that the hair follows up the jawline. Why why is this happening? What is this? I I don't know. I just want to add some variety here. We have cameras for. There's a lot of things that went in to this before the show started steve showed up with a hat and then i said oh hey well let's let's pretend it's hat night and dave doesn't know i'll go get a hat and then then you showed up later and then you made fun of us and you were wearing a hat and then steve made fun (laughs) of you he was wearing an under armor hat which i I would submit is even douchier than mine (laughs) no that's incorrect that's incorrect By a long stretch. Yeah, so anyway, no, I, I, I'm just one of those things where I don't get a chance to look at myself that often. And then I started doing this. I don't know why I did it. I, I think it's just, it's, I'm getting ready for sober October. Really. Perfect. You should try and seduce your wife with that look. Yes, absolutely. She, she'll say, take off the headphones. You're like, I can't. 
I can't. <laughs> okay, so Tracy, I think I know what you were about to say, but I want to ask if this is not what you're about to. How'd the job interview go? Give us an update. Well, this there. is exactly it, and I'm yeah! glad you brought this up, Steve. This is the opportunity. Did like you, you do said, the I go to my wife and I convinced my wife of 17 years that I'm somehow different yeah. than I really am because I got I got this job where I work right now a month after I got married, mm -hmm. and so I had a job interview, and my job was in two interviews to convince them that over the last 17 years, I'm different than the person that they know. And the, uh, and I was, I'm happy to report that, uh, they, they, that they did, that they understand exactly who I am and they selected somebody else who is quite wonderfully qualified. And, uh, and I love this person, but they informed me that, uh, boy, did I make it close and very hard decision and they regret not selecting me in some respects, but uh, now you don't have the job that you used to have go back to work. They told me to do, and I did. And so that happened. So good for you, it's uh, good to get out there and try stuff. Yeah. Yes, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sure they weren't blowing smoke. I'm sure it was very close. And I can just say this now, Tracy has now taken his, uh, his Fu Manchu out of the headphones, but the result is it's still split into a Y so yeah. it looks like he has a Gibson flying V for a for a beard now. And yeah. you know that because it's a little bit it's a little bit lower toned. Yeah, like you're it, right. it's yeah, it's it's more of a baritone sounding guitar. There so, you go. So That's Tracy, a, that, in in yeah. also like be honest here. It, mm -hmm. On a scale of one to ten, with ten being as bummed out as you could possibly mm -hmm. be, how bummed were you that you missed out? I would say three. And so whenever you go into something like this and in listen carefully, listeners, this is how I approach many of these th types of things. Uh, in most of the jobs I've been in, I've been a manager. That's what I've done. And yep. where I've worked here for 17 years, it's not been the case. And it's because it, uniquely I work for a nonprofit with a very wide organizational structure, but it's not very deep. So it between me and the CEO, CEO are two people. So it's not like there, these types of opportunities came up very often. And so one of the things I wanted to do, I had immediate goals that I wanted to achieve with this. And one is I wanted to, after 17 years, I wanted them to look carefully at my qualifications. I mm -hmm. wanted them to discuss what my values and what my worth was and what my strengths were. And you don't get an opportunity to have a place you've worked for for a long time, stop and say, wow, let's look at the totality of everything that you're good at and all of your achievements and let's focus on them for a minute. Very and true. so I wanted them to at least envision me differently than that maybe they had come to. And so I achieved that immediately. And so when I had, um, when I had uh, uh, the interview, particularly with those at the director and executive level, I completely rocked that interview. I won't but I make no, uh, no, no apologies about that. So there's no way they can look at me without having had that opportunity. There were plenty of reasons why they could have selected somebody else and they did. And those all, those are all about things I don't control timing and fit or those types of things. But I wanted to present myself and present my qualifications. And those are things I did have control over. And those are things I'm very proud of and, and glad that I took the opportunity to do it. Uh, particularly on the tales of coming off this pandemic where work life has been weird and they could have been very disassociated with who I was at work. And so they're not anymore. They, 
they know that I still give a rip and that uh, I've done other things before in my life. Um, and I've worked, uh, uh, I've worked very hard. And uh, so they have a greater appreciation for me and no other opportunity probably would have done that. So did you do that speech for him? Yeah, I did basically that. Pretty speech, much that but, whole thing. Uh, let's yeah. see here. Uh, Mr. Green, it says, let's see. Uh, it says here, <laughs> you, uh, you asteroid miner. How long were you, how long did you do that? Yes. Uh, I'm glad you asked that. And that's a question I get a lot. And I'm, uh, and I'm uh, very, very prepared to answer that uh, question about the asteroid mining. Much of it is classified. So I, I'll just tell you this, that is a lot harder than people think. And I was very good at let's, it. Let's okay. be clear here. An asteroid miner is exactly what they needed in Armageddon. That's, yeah. They had to teach the miners how to become astronauts just to get astronaut miners that could go up and mine the asteroid. If, right. they, if they had what Tracy's skill set provides, they would have been there already. Have you guys ever heard the, the whole clip of uh, like a half-drunk Ben Affleck talking about how stupid Armageddon <laughs> is? Because he says, why is it easier... To teach, to teach miners that. how to be astronauts than it is to teach astronauts how to shove something into a rock and drill yes, it. Exactly. Like, they're, th why? Why did they go the other? So anyway, uh, we're gonna keep <laughs> we're gonna keep things moving. We're at the month's end. We're at the end of September. By the time you read this or hear this, we'll be into the first week of October, and that means we're gonna do the hometown blotter. These are actual nine one one calls that were phoned in to the nine one one center in the hometown. Steve and I were born and raised in. And I, of course, cherry-picked the best ones from the month of September. So without further ado, Dave and Steve's Hometown Blotter. Crime doesn't take a break, even on the streets of any town, USA. It's time once again for another gripping edition of Dave and Steve's Hometown Blotter. A woman woke up sopping wet on East Mountain View Avenue. The reporting party said she did not do it to herself. A man reportedly was exposing himself and drooling on North Ruby Street. Caught him. A man called to admit that he was highly intoxicated after being at the Ellensburg Rodeo. He could not find his van and he requested help in locating it. He also <laughs> promised to not drive. <laughs> a neighbor has two juvenile turkeys that are loud all day and all night on Garfield Avenue in South Cleelum. Wild mushrooms reportedly were growing in the reporting party's yard on West 10th Avenue. Wow. And they wanted to know if they were safe to eat. <laughs> a group of subjects reportedly have been putting a white, smelly substance on the reporting party's vehicle on North Dollar Way Road. Wow. A tabby cat reportedly would not leave the premises on Denny Avenue in Cleelum. <laughs> <laughs> A liquid reportedly was sprayed all over the second floor men's bathroom on North Chestnut Street. A student reported that someone from Wendell Hill Hall shined a laser in his eye, causing him slight pain and discomfort. Mm. 
The reporting party <laughs> said there was a large gathering behind the rec center that was getting physical, but could not say how it was getting physical. <laughs> and finally tonight, two guests in a hotel on North Main Street reportedly were having intercourse throughout the hotel in public areas. They were last seen in the bar area. The reporting party was having a difficult time keeping up with them on the security cameras. <laughs> this has been another action-packed episode of Dave and Steve's Hometown Blotter. Throughout the hotel, that's yeah. to be young again. Couldn't keep I, up with them. Could you send a couple units down? I, I'm having a hard time keeping <laughs> up with them on the, on the security cameras. <laughs> Picked up 911 to say, I've got mushrooms growing in my yard. Can I eat them? Yeah. Is that, can I please eat them? They're, they're getting physical, but uh, <laughs> not Olivia, Olivia Newton John physical. Yeah, not, just, uh, not sure how. Some other way. Yeah. They're, they're getting physical. Uh, can, you, can you describe? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah, I've never and, quite seen this before. And who's calling the cops to, uh, to get a tabby cat to leave? Like, Who's who's losing that battle? Right, with the tabby. Hey, uh, <laughs> trespass this tabby immediately, please. I I I was a little misleading at the top of the show. I said we had a brand new sponsor to the show. This is actually an old friend of the show who is sponsored. Who you hear his commercials on this show all the time, and he's actually back with a brand new product. So wow. new product returning sponsor have we had i i'm curious have we had a sponsor return before or is there this our first no, i don't think so but his checks cash right and let's get let's get let's roll that out all right let's hear it we'll be back on the dave and steve show hi i'm john totello you may know me from my incredibly popular line of dog crap shaped cupcakes called defecakes as i was relaxing at my bar eating one of my poop shaped pastries i got to thinking about how sore my butthole was sitting on my bar stool with chocolate on my fingers and a half piece of poop cake hanging out of my mouth, I should have been over the moon. And yet, I was miserable. And that's when it hit me. A revolution in the bar stool lifestyle. I licked my chocolate-covered fingers clean and got to work. The results speak for themselves in something I call John Tortello's Stool Softeners. Pads that fit over your existing bar stools to pamper your ass and put a spring in your step. Brilliant, ain't it? And regardless of how large or hard your stool is, we've got a stool softener for you. Well, my name isn't John Tortello. These babies are in limited supply and will sell out fast. So come on down to John Tortello's stool softener store on the south end of West Maple in the North Haven shopping complex near the East Bay hardware store. Your ass will sure be glad you made the trip. If you got hard stool and your butthole's sore, then listen closely and I'll tell you some more. Just grab your hat and jacket and head on down because John Tortellos are soft and brown. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. The term meta is a term in modern parlance that refers to being so self-aware in so much that you are referencing yourself within the context of your own dialogue or ideas. Colloquially, meta is used to describe the act of referencing aspects surrounding something in addition to the actual thing itself. As a result, meta comedy ends up being some of the most direct but laziest forms in use today. 
You'll see common examples of this in memes, in poorly constructed stand-up comedy, and in podcasts where the hosts listen to their own podcast within a podcast, where the episode begins with listeners listening to the hosts listen to themselves. This has been Tracy's Guide to Meta Podcasting Minute. And a perfect opportunity to once again plug Steve's amazing podcast. It is called The Damn Truth, D-A-M-M, two M's, The Damn Truth, and you can find it wherever hot podcasts are sold. Uh, should we listen to an episode now? No. Okay. All right. We won't do that then. Uh, that, was, that was really hard to do last week. Yeah. It, it, so let's talk about this for a second, because as I was listening back to the show, I didn't realize it at the time because I was just I was trying to get the episode potted up. I was trying to go through all the stuff. I, I For those of you listening, I'm the guy who I'm the I'm the man behind the curtain. I'm the one that makes things work around here. So I got a bunch of buttons I got to control. I got a bunch of things I got to hit record and stop and all these different things. So I was I was talking, but I wasn't consciously paying attention to you, Steve. And it was only when I listened back to the show, I realized how uncomfortable I made you by asking if we could play. You got this weird, high-pitched giggle. You got really strange about the I whole thing. really uncomfortable. Yeah, it. it was like a girl I asked out to uh, dance uh, my freshman year. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, no, no, me? Oh, I, no, I honestly, and, and maybe this is what it was, but I honestly wondered if there was part of you that was like, how are they going to screw with me? What are they going to pull here? Like we we said to you yeah we're gonna play this episode and then we just played an episode of tracy and i being goofs for 15 minutes and claimed it was your show no actually if anything i was kind of hoping that was what was going to happen because <laughs> i i thought listening to a podcast inside a podcast was meta very meta sure but uh wow okanagan part two that is the one to listen to and if you didn't hear last week's show it is a scream that was a good good segment uh that uh encapsulated uh steve's great storytelling well thanks for being so supportive guys i really do appreciate it um it's 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 a lot of fun i'm getting a lot of good feedback so thanks. you know what else is a lot of fun headlines and now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Oh, yeah! Our first story, a UK man made a shocking discovery inside a wall of his newly acquired home. A spooky doll holding a note declaring that she had stabbed the previous owners back in 1961. Nope, nope, awesome. Nope. That is exactly the kind of shit I would do nope. if I was pasted right. up a wall. And I would, I, I've, we've talked about this many times on the show. I'm not a ghost believer. I don't think, I think when you're, uh, when your uh, TV turns on by itself, you just have a glitch in your TV or there was power surge. Like I'm not one of those types of people. I find this doll in the wall and I'm moving. I'm out. I'm yeah, I, dolls I, and clowns, I yeah. think, are things that would send you completely yeah. to a no, different state. Yeah, I'm I'm gone. There's there's no way on on God's green earth that I'm staying in a house where that happened because uh, I I regardless of even if it was just a a jack wagon like Steve who had lived in the house before me and hid the doll in the wall to play a prank on people, you know, there's other weird shit in that house that he's done, <laughs> and you're gonna find it at some point. Any, so it's better just to move. Not only would I do that. Um, I would rig something up at the top of the, of the wall 
um, to go to like, uh, like a, a bottle of water or something like that to slow drip after like a year, like it melts down right. just enough. Yeah. And then it gives them a reason to open it up. Yeah, totally. Totally would do that. I would age the doll. I would do, I would, I would do so much. <laughs> so thank you for freeing me. Reads the note that school teacher, Jonathan Lewis, 32 <laughs> found with Emily. <laughs> in a plastered up cavity under the stairs in the Walton house in Liverpool echo uh, reported my original owners uh, lived in the house in 1961 and I didn't like them. So they had to go and all they did was sing and be merry. And it was sickening. Stabbing was my choice of death for them. So I hope you have knives. The mysterious missive says. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a joke that, that pays off the whole time like the second after that wall is sealed up i am giggling and and i it'll 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 hit me again while i'm driving to the store three months later and i will giggle at the store the whole yeah. way that that is the joke that just keeps on giving if That's you've great. if you've ever seen dumb and dumber and there's the scene where jim carrey slips the diuretic to uh to his partner lloyd uh, yeah. And Lloyd has the massive diarrhea on the toilet. And then as he's having it, they cut to, they fade into Jim Carrey cackling as he rides away. That's what Steve would be doing. It would be that laugh too. <laughs> I would, I would. Oh, that's great. Hope you sleep well, adds the note, which was found with the blue-eyed ponytail ragdoll clad in pinstripe dress. Jonathan Lewis found Emily in a cavity under the stairs in the house. He said that... Uh, it alarmed friends who urged him to sell the place and move out, but he was amused by the apparent prank. I think it's just a laugh. The letter says 1961, but the estate agent said when she was showing me around that kitchen that it was only done four or five years ago in a remodel. So it was Steve. Local reporters. Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it was Steve. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you'd have to like, You'd have to go onto the internet and plant like uh, fake news stories about somebody dying, like, you know, and, you know, heinous photoshopped pictures and stuff like, yeah, which would yeah, be great, this, this but it's too much. Really hasty yeah. in their prank. Exactly. For sure. Only people in the greater Seattle area are now talking about it. So, <laughs> hey, Portland, Oregon is named a pedestrian overpass after the beloved cartoon neighbor, Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Portland's Transportation Commissioner, Joanne Hardesty, was joined by Mayor Sean Ben Gordon of Springfield, Oregon, in unveiling of the new name and accompanying a plaque in a ceremony earlier this month, according to a statement from the city. Not, Steve knows this, and we've talked about this. So when I was, when I was growing up, Steve found The Simpsons, and he found it very early on. He found it even pre-show when it was on the Tracy Ullman show, and then he transitioned into the actual series itself once it aired and began showing. I've never, ever been a Simpsons fan. I've tried multiple times. I don't know what it is about the show. It's not that I, I have anything against it. You guys know I'm an animation fan. It just it doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't click with me. So I've never understood the fascination of it, especially considering that it it's lasted for 86 seasons or however long it's been around. Mm -hmm. I, 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 it's just not my thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't I, recognize I, that show anymore. It's, it's yeah. it, like, I am a fan of like the first nine seasons. Maybe uh, the first two or three seasons are like really, really special to me. The next few are okay. The Conan O'Brien seasons are okay. But the, 
like if I were to turn it on like this week and watch it, I wouldn't know what the hell I was watching. I just, yeah, I feel the same way about the uh, BJ Honeycut years of Mash. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you do. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, but I mean, anything that's on that long, it's going to be hard to keep that continuity. Um, usually the first magical years of uh, even like Happy Days, The Simpsons, and just a number of those were were like unique things that when they they became something else. And it's very hard to be able to do that. But uh, yeah, early on, at least for the first 15 seasons, The Simpsons, I love The Simpsons. I always found it to be a good laugh. Um, that uh, once I discovered King of the Hill, though, that completely went away. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. The King of the Hill was a it's the Simpsons written for people who grew up in redneck settings like you and I did. Yeah, precisely. And that's uh, that's why it's always worth a laugh. It's a wonderful day for our city. Hardesty said naming the new bridge after Ned Flanders shows that Portland can build great things and have fun, too. Thank you to Matt Groening and his team for embracing this idea. Now, Portland will be planning riots next summer after they learn that Ned Flanders is an evangelical Christian. I do. One of my favorite lines from the Simpsons came from a Ned Flanders inspired uh, episode where he's having a family reunion and he introduces his cousin, Jose Flanders from Mexico. And he, and he says, buenos ding dong diddly dias. I I laughed. I still laugh at that line. It's it's absolutely hysterical. The one thing I loved about Ned Flanders, Hollywood, whenever they portray somebody who is like uh, faith-based or church-driven, the idea in Hollywood is always to present them as sort of like secretly secretly a hypocrite, right? So that like Mm -hmm. they're different somehow. Like that's the joke. Yeah, Um, Ned Flanders never was. He was true to who he was and that he was always... Uh, loyal to his neighbors who were terrible to him. And it was always, uh, even in the loss of his beautiful wife, um, was uh, somebody who was uh, steadfast. And so I was kind of like Ned, It's uh, but I hate Portland. Anyway. All right. So there you go. Hey, our third story and final story. A Danish artist was given $84,000 by a museum to use in a work of art. Now, when he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, it was not as promised. Instead, the artist, uh, Jans Hanning, uh, gave the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art in Denmark two blank canvases and said that they were titled, Take the Money and Run. Ah! I, I, okay. Uh, um, C-plus on concept. Um, a plus on balls. Good job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Way I, don't to go. Have a, I don't have a, a further report on the size of I, his. I, uh... I'm all for it. like uh, name a more pretentious world than than the art world, sort of like maybe the wine world, or I, I guess there's a couple that might be on par, but about as pretentious as it can get. And anytime somebody does pull some shit like this, I, I'm with Steve. I'm right there, supportive in e- every way, shape, or form because you deserve it. Well. The night that I, I think the concept is didn't give one blank canvas. He gave two blank canvases and that is a little confusing and therefore thought provoking. It, it's art. It, it's art, but it's not, it's not what you think it is. Right. It's definitely, we're talking about it. It did what it's supposed to do. So great. But I'm just here. Here's my point. I've never, 
I've never understood the the people who say that's bad art or that's good art or art is art. It do, it truly does not matter if it's something that appeals to you. If you are just ape shit over Thomas Kincaid and you love Thomas Kincaid and you can stare at his paintings and be transported to a different world, who cares if someone else calls that mall art or whatever they call it because Thomas Kincaid sold out or his commercial? Who gives a shit? You like those paintings, hang them all over your house. My dad had the most rednecky art you could imagine. It was, they were pictures of waterfalls. They were paintings of waterfalls with little lights behind them. And you plug them in and the lights effectively rolled down the, the painting. So it looked like there was water flowing down the waterfalls. They were mm -hmm. cheesy. They were stupid. He loved them. And I would look at those things and go, like, I don't get it, but it didn't matter that I didn't get it. My dad liked those. They they made him feel tranquil. He likes staring at them. Who gives a shit? And so I'm sure, like, I, I, well, I'm not sure, but I would imagine this art house or whoever commissioned this or whatever it was, I hope they were appalled and I hope they were pissed off and I hope they were angry that they got taken in this way because they're probably the types of people that would shit all over Thomas Kincaid and my dad's twinkly waterfalls. Yeah. I'll, I'll get a follow up on their opinion all on right. the Thomas please, Kincaid's. Please the artist was asked to recreate two of his previous works from the 2010s, the, an average Danish annual income and an average Austrian annual income first ex exhibited in 2007, both used actual cash to show the average incomes of the two countries. Uh, according to news release from the artist, he was supposed to also include the cash that he used um, to paint, uh, but instead he provided two blank uh, canvases and then uh, took the money. And well, you can can imagine that's okay because uh, uh, Jimmy Mack, the detective down in Texas, is on the case. Right. He yeah. knows he knows exactly what the facts is. Hey, by the way, uh, we're, we won't get too deep into this, but I just wanted to sidebar for just a second. We all know about this case of this the the girl who got murdered and her husband's on the lam and they can't find him anywhere. And I was right there with everybody when when Dog the Bounty Hunter suddenly showed up on the scene. It was like, oh, come on, Dog the Bounty Hunter, really? What's Why the hell is he there? He's just trying to get some fame out of it. From everything that I'm reading, it sounds like Dog the Bounty Hunter has made the most progress of anybody by far in the shortest amount of time finding this guy. So who knows? Maybe Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, there's is... going to be a Netflix original on this. this that's that's what I'm thinking too. Is all over again. You know, this shit is being filmed. Uh, it's not to say he's not a shrewd business person who probably sees the opportunity. But if he finds the guy, then great. Yeah, that's, that's there's no there's he may very well be talented enough to be able to find him. So yeah, good on him. Hey, that's the news, fellas. All right. Hey, we've got a game coming up. Steve, you ready? You all set for this? Yeah, I'm ready right. to go. Let's do it. And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Dam, the uh, show host for <laughs> tonight's show. Uh, that's right. Tonight's game show takes into consideration Dave and Tracy's love for cheesy romantic movies. Yeah. And what we're doing oh. is we are we're selecting three different movies, three romantic movies. And I'm going to tell you the names of those movies right now. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be quotes from those movies. 
and they're going to have to they're going to have to guess where that quote comes from. From the random dialogue I grab, they're going to have to guess where those quotes come from. Now, I'm not going to make it easy. I'm going to read these quotes in SpongeBob SquarePants's voice, and they're going to have to guess what these quotes are <laughs> through the magic of SpongeBob's voice. And <laughs> I feel the, like you just got online and found a random game generator and just put in, you got three values returned and here we are. No, oh, okay. I did. I, 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 I put a, I put a lot more thought into this. I started three games. This is the game that won. And I think it's funny. <laughs> okay. So you guys are going to shut up and do it. All right. Hey, okay, I, I like Thomas Kincaid just as much as the next guy, Steve, you're fine. All right, here we go. Um, so the three movies that you'll be choosing from, and you are not to, uh, you are not to pull up the, uh, the quotes. Um, we're going to start with The Notebook um, and Titanic. And then finally, Love Actually. Okay, so we so got The Notebook, a... Titanic. And Love Actually. I'm just writing down the names so I can remember which ones I'm supposed to guess. And Love Actually. I will say this, <laughs> Tracy, I don't know where you stand on this. I've seen one of these movies. Uh, I also have seen uh, one and part of another Exactly why I thought this would be an incredible game because uh, that mixed with the fact that this dialogue is bland and uh, it, you guys are basically just going to, it's going to be like a, th a three headed coin flip for, for you guys, for most of these. Let's do it. All right. Um, <clears throat> your first quote, as said by SpongeBob SquarePants, I figure life's a gift and I don't intend on wasting it. <laughs> It's our old pal Sprinkles the Elf in the room. No, no, no. no this, this. So Love Actually, Titanic. What was the third? What was the third one? <laughs> the Notebook. Oh, I'm, I'm going Notebook. Guess which one I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Notebook. All right, Tracy, what do you? What I, do you I'm going to go Love Actually. Okay, uh, that is. Um, Let's see what one. Is. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part of Jeopardy when Alex Trebek has to check the answer. When Alex Trebek's like, "This okay, is how it's on. going now. This is this is the world we live in." Um, so, Dave, you said love actually. I said the Notebook. No. Tracy said love you actually. Okay, uh, it's Titanic. <laughs> neither, neither one of you got it, so that's a zero for you guys. That's just um, that's just math. That's just that's just that's just yeah. math. That sounds right. like a Leonardo DiCaprio line. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the script of that movie was so terrible. It was out of period. I it bothers me so much. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. To me, you are perfect. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's it. That's it. That's what makes this is an incredible game. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go notebook. I'm okay. gonna go love actually. <laughs> Tracy gets the point. Love actually. That line was said between two uh two characters in the movie Love Actually. Have you have you seen all three of these? I sorry if you said that I didn't catch it, Steve. Have you seen all three of these? I have seen all three of these movies. I've seen Love Actually like six times and uh Titanic, I think, twice, the notebook once. Um, which is really more than when you need to see the notebook. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> not into the notebook. All right. Um <clears throat> 
I think our love could do anything we want it to. <sighs> well, I will go the notebook because I haven't been right on the notebook yet. So I got to get the notebook eventually. Tracy, how about you? I wanted to go notebook as well, but I, I, I think I'll, I think I'll go uh, Titanic on that one. Okay. It's the notebook. All right. I can finally start guessing something else. The well, that was, um, that was, uh, uh, that was, I, I think that was, uh, that Ryan Gosling guy, uh, said that line. That Ryan Gosling guy. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the guy with the, with the washboard. The man. So, uh, he was so deeply in love. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. Patrick. <laughs> Tracy, you go first. This is uh, love, actually. Then I'll go Titanic. It's the notebook. You guys oh, damn it. Suck. Yeah. All right. You don't suck. Actually... The, the worse you do, the, the better humans you are. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the thing about romance is people only get together right at the very end. Mm, Tracy, go ahead. I'll go love, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the gambit here. Well, now I can't. Now you're going to block me on that one or I'd block you. So I'll guess something else. I'll go Titanic. Uh, it, it's actually uh, love. Actually, oh come on! It's actually love. Actually, mm-hmm. okay. <clears throat> Here's something that's gonna sound fun out of SpongeBob's mouth. <laughs> I'd rather be his whore than your wife. Holy cow! I can't. What that line is in one of these movies? <laughs> exactly. I know this one. I'd oh. rather be his whore than your wife. Go ahead, Patrick. Tracy. You know this one. This is a uh, Titanic. Okay. Well, I, I, again, I'm not going to cancel Tracy out, so I will just guess something else. The Notebook. Okay. It's Titanic. I, I love how you and I play it as a gentleman's game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will not counter your uh, blocking me, but... Uh... On a related note, there is no bigger dick move than if you're playing some kind of number guessing game and you do the Price is Right thing to somebody. You go one <laughs> over. Agree. There is no bigger... You, you are the scum of the earth if you're the person who plays a game that way. Nine hundred and fifty-six dollars. Yeah, Dave. and and you're even you're an even worse person than the scum of the earth, if you then try to back it up by saying that's the mathematically sound way to win. If you try to justify being a dick in that way, you're get out of my house. I, I have to be honest with you. We use the Price Is Right uh, scoring a lot in guessing games in our house because it's just a standard. I I just uh I don't See? fight the system, Dave. Yep, you're doing it now. All right, go ahead, Steve. <clears throat> All right, your next uh, your next quote. I am no one special. Just a common man with common thoughts. Mm, I'll go the notebook. I'm going to go uh, love actually. <laughs> it's the notebook. All right. It is three to two. Uh, Tracy's right. up, by the way, in case you're you're wondering at home. Steve, what's happening? <laughs> All right. I love Sorry, I, I, this. I, this is my favorite thing is, and Steve does this. I've watched him for my entire life. Steve goes somewhere in his head. He has to go somewhere to become the other voice. And so he will often, he, <laughs> he clears his throat. 
You see him get a faraway look in his eyes, Dapsons. and then he takes yes. on the voice of the other person. And so watching him try to rapidly transition from Steve the host back into SpongeBob and back to host again, I feel like it is breaking your brain a little bit. Well, I can't be here while he's here. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I saw my whole life as if I'd already lived it. Mm, Titanic. I'm going to say love, actually. <laughs> it's Titanic. We are tied up. All right. We, we are, <clears throat> there's the throat clear. Get ready for Sponge, SpongeBob incoming. Here comes SpongeBob. Tell her that you love her. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll always regret it if you don't. He's a little fire marshal villain. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you something. Hey, Tracy, go ahead. You can go first on this one. I'm going to go love, love actually. I'm going Titanic. Love actually. Ah. All right. Take the lead. So here we go. Um, poop, poop, poop. Yep. Just making sure we're going to. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> you like that? It's great. I'm telling you, listen for it now. Everybody yeah, listening at home, listen for the throat clear because he's stepping into SpongeBob mode. When you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Uh, God, I could. I, I swear I've heard that in Titanic. So I'm going to say Titanic. Oh, my gosh. That was my guess, too. Uh, but I'm going to go with the notebook. It's Titanic. All right. So let's count up the, I think that's all 10. Four, four. You're, four, you're at four, four. Oh, four, because four. Two, yep. two of them you didn't get, neither yep. one of you got. Okay, yep. so we do have a tiebreaker. Oh, oh good. Is okay. this one as Mr. Krabs? <laughs> okay, I'll do this one as Patrick. Uh, there was, no, I don't have, I don't have a good, I don't have a good Patrick. Sorry. You were okay. willing to go there. Hang on. That's a... So instead of Patrick, do it as Dauber. Dauber? From Coach. He's the voice of Patrick. Come on, Steve. <sighs> okay, go ahead. There was more than one lobster present at the birth of Jesus. Go ahead, Tracy. You get the, you get the final crack here. <clears throat> I'm going to go love, actually. <laughs> I'm going Titanic. Lobsters on a ship. Got to be Titanic. Love actually. Damn it. Yes. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So you know, Tracy, Tracy did it. Um, I'm gonna go on record as saying this is not my favorite game, but um, but I thought it was <laughs> thought it was entertaining. I'm gonna go on record and say I still think Steve's games are rigged because I don't know that I've ever won one of Steve's games. I think other than the other than the hair the hair metal lyric one, because that was me playing against myself. I, I don't think I've won one of Steve's games ever. Oh, that was great. Well, um, that, no, that know, was that was Steve and me competing against what we thought you could do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we got. I, 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 I rigged that one for me. We got to do We're another gonna, one of those. We got to do another one of those soon. Uh, that was a really good one. Yeah. Gotta, I got my. Vocals I'd rather. All, I'd rather be your whore than his wife. I got my yeah. vocals all warmed up. I'm ready for a little slaughter, bang tango, or whatever you can throw at me, Steve. Oh, sleaze bees. It's all going to be. Yeah. It's going to be all sleaze bees and husker yep. do. House of Lords. Yeah. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Believe it or not, you guys, we actually did this in under an hour. I said we we're going to get an hour of high quality entertainment. 
we're gonna hit right about an hour. So this is this is why we're pros. This is why we get sponsors such as John Tortello to be on the show. You don't hear John Tortello on other pod. Go listen to your your Joe Rogans and your Adam Carollas and all the bullshit podcasts you yeah, think are popular. Michelle Obama, for yeah, God's right. sake. Yeah, another on stamps.com. No, you, not- get, you go get yeah. your stuff, a defecates and, and, a, and a stool softener and you're. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why this show is better than all of those other shows, but we do need to get the hell out of here. Tracy, anything else from you? Nothing else from me. I'm excited to have JJ French, a twisted sister on very soon. Absolutely. Steve, anything else from you? good get i have nothing else of of value all right then we're gonna get the hell out of here if you want to talk to us if you want to reach out to us the dave and steve show at gmail.com is your friend you can hit us up there ask a question leave a comment whatever you want to do tracy is holding something up i it says love tit notebook notebook. that's uh... (laughs) a oh it's an abbreviation for titanic wow that got weird for a minute all right for steve for tracy for me dave We'll talk to you next time right here on The Dave and Steve Show.